am I the only one? I'm like, I, I, I'm sure I can't be the only one, but like, was there anyone else out there that put like French fries inside their hamburger? Because like, I used to do that when I was younger. I used to put the French fries in the hamburger, like underneath the bun, on top of the patty, like whatever you like. Whenever I like, I went to Burger King or McDonald's, wherever like that. I used to put the bun, like the the French fries, inside the hamburger. I mean, sometimes I will like stick the French fries inside the bun. I don't know; it just looked cool like that. I just always eat the fries first too, so I guess I always be like one way to knock it out. I don't know; that's one way to get diabetes. Um. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you may be. Welcome to the Unpopular Opinion, where feelings may be triggered. It is the fourth episode, and I can't wait because I this week I'm super excited because there's something happened that hasn't been happening like the whole year, like majority of last year. And that is, as you know, I'm a big rap fan, as I discussed, and I believe in my second episode, I am a big rap fan. It's my favorite uh, genre of music, you know, oldies, and then like, you know, got R&B in there. Um, you got some... Uh, whatever you know, that's that's mainly my fan, uh, my favorite genre of music. And this past week couldn't have been more exciting as two of the biggest artists, not only in the rap game but in music general, generally, just dropped their highly anticipated albums: Kanye West's Donda and Drake's Certified Lover Boy. And from the start, is these two have been the most highly anticipated albums of the whole year. And I wait week by week, every single Friday at 9 p.m. West Coast time. That's when it drops over here on West Coast. I wait every single week for new albums to come in. It could be like the lowest type of person that just dropped. And it could be the most famous. And I'll still listen to it one, the first track to the end. That's the only way to listen to an album for me. First track all the way to the last track. There's no um, shuffling, skipping. I, that's how I do it. Even if it's like a famous radio song that's been played like in the radio like five, 15 times a day. I still listen to it because you got to listen to the whole majority of the album. So best week in hip hop in a while. Yeah, I already talked about rap. Like I get, like I said, primarily it's just, this isn't a primarily a rap hip hop show. Ultimately, other than R and B, rap is the most popular. To be honest, the most trendiness genre in the music current music landscape. It's been hot for approximately about fifteen years now, and as it evolves and grows, but yet also stays the same in its adolescence. It is the go-to genre, and like I said, no artists are bigger than Kanye West and Drake. Drake has, I mean, excuse me, Kanye has the most recognized songs that appear on the radio and on a download from college dropout, late, re late registration, graduation, one of my personal favorites, 808s and Heartbreak, and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, all the way to Life of Pablo and Jesus, and to now Donda. I'm not going to include that gospel album. I don't know what kind of trash that was. And, of course, Drake and Drake being the biggest hit maker in the game with Thank Me Later, Take Care. One of my, one of my also favorite albums, Nothing Was the Same, whatever Views was and whatever Scorpion was. But now he's back with Certified Lover Boy. Very questionable album title. Um, I'm not going to say I'm not. I can't, I can't sugarcoat it anymore. But yes, with Donda and CLP dropping, CLB, Certified Level Boy, dropping the same week, there has not been another week somewhat with simultaneously album releases within the same week that coincide like this within each other. Um, the last time I remember something like this happening, at least in the same uh, calendar week, is when Mac Miller's Swimming, R.I.P. Mac, who, today is September 7th, by the way, so as I record this, 
and it's been three years since he passed away. So I just want to give a big shout out. Well, a big um, RIP and much love to the one and only Mac Miller, who had the biggest growth as a rapper. If you if you don't listen to Mac Miller, listen to his like earlier stuff, and you will see how different it is from his latest album, well, current album that was released in his lifetime called Swimming. You would see the major difference in those, and just gone way way too soon, and it's that's very unfortunate. But like I said, last time I saw um, albums like this dropped coincidentally was Mac Miller Swimming. Travis Scott's Astro World and YG Stay, Stay Dangerous that came out on August 3rd, 2018. And before that, it was some years before that that actually came out. And before that, it was J. Cole's Born, uh, Born Center, Mac Miller's Watching Movies with the Sound Off. He was always in the middle of things, wasn't he? That's kind of weird. And Kanye Zizis that dropped on June 17th, 2013. Man, why am I uh, stumbling on my words today? I I really don't know why. I, I think it's because I'm just like super amped up and super excited. Because, like I said, there you don't see titans like this in the rap game go toe-to-toe with each other. And it doesn't, it doesn't happen very often. The only time it does happen often is what I just said right now. And for all you non-hip-hop heads, this is 2007. This is when 50 Cent was still relevant. And he was about to drop his third album. And Kanye's graduation dropped within the same day and they were duking it out for the number one spot. Kanye came on top. That was a very good day for hip hop. And that was the first real rivalry Kanye had going toe to toe with a rapper on the same day of a release date. So he's already gone through that with Cole in the round two. And so far it hasn't been nothing since, but now it's round three, now with Drake and this time it goes way deeper. It's not, so I'll just be honest, like, the whole Drake versus Kanye debate going on right now, it's not because who's, who, whose album has the hotter album, who album has the best features, who album has this, who album has that. It goes way deeper than that. Drake and Kanye, they low-key sneak this each other. It's not because they hate each other personally. It's not because Drake is like, no, screw you, Kanye. Oh, it's Kanye, screw you. Um, your nose is funny. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yada, yada. It's because the people that they represent, they also go toe-to-toe with each other. Um, Kanye West's uh, music label, Good Music. It features Kid Cudi, um, Consequence, uh, used to house John Legend, uh, Tiana Taylor. Uh, I'm missing more of the people, Big Sean, but the most notably is Pusha T. And as you rap fans may know or may not know, uh, Pusha T has had beef with Drake before, calling him out on, I, I believe, what was it called? When Drake dropped, well, that was the beef with Meek Mill that Drake dropped back to back with. Um, the story of Adidon that Pusha T, Pusha T dropped because Drake and Pusha T, they've been going beefing for years. It's because Pusha T doesn't like Lil Wayne, and that goes back with Kanye and Lil Wayne. Them not liking each other, and Drake is under Lil Wayne um, circle that came up in the late 2010s. So Drake is always going to have Lil Wayne's back, and when someone calls out his mentor like that, he's going to be like, no, screw you. But then Kanye treats Pusha T like his own, like, protege of course and then there's going to be heads bumping and it's not because so all in all it's not because drake feels this way about kanye or kanye feels this way about drake particular it's about the surrounding people that they put themselves with and ultimately it's just like with family going against people that aren't your family but like close friends you're always going to choose your family and it's unfortunate that it came down like this because i believe if they all if they all come together it'll make great music but that's not the way it is 
So yeah, there's big beef going on there, and I would say it's not Kanye directly to Drake. It's because the people surrounding them, and they always, there's always going to be sides that are going to be have to be taken on the long run. So let me just play this little track for right here, and then you will get understand why. This is Pusha T's "The Story of Adidon." Here we go. Sandy never had Drake. How you a winner, but she keep coming in last place. Monkey suit, Dennis, you parade him. A Steve Harvey suit, nigga made him. Confused, always felt you weren't black enough. Afraid to grow it, cause your fro wouldn't nap enough. You are hiding a child, let that boy come home. Deadbeat motherfucker playing Border Patrol. Ooh, dare you put yay in my verses. I'm selfish, I want all of the curses. I'm pre-booking the churches, me versus. I'm gonna cut it right there, cause it's the... Not only was it just that one bar, one verse that just because the whole song is just one verse, but he Pusha T just kills Drake in that entire song. And if you haven't already listened to it, just please listen to it. It is one of the best diss tracks I've ever heard. It was going back and forth, and like as Pusha said, "How dare you put yay in my verses?" And quote, Kanye sneaked this, um, Drake sneaked this Kanye, and that ultimately ends up to the path that we're on now. So. This is all what's been leading to it. It was bound to happen one day. Drake and Ye going at it, duking each other for number one spot. And it was bound to happen from the start. So, I've listened to both albums thoroughly from start to finish. And let me remind you, these are not short albums. These albums are both equally an hour and a half long. And that's not no goddamn album. That's a damn movie. That's a TV movie. Albums are t typically 45, 50 minutes. And I'm not complaining that's super duper long. I have listened to albums that are way longer than that. But man, it's, 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 it's hard to decipher every single thing. So here's, here's what I thought would be a good topic. As it's all this whole big debate about who, who, or versus, versus. Is going to be Donda versus Certified Lover Boy, and I will put it down into brackets, and I will give my honest opinion. And if you want to give me your honest opinion, I will put it down in my Instagram account, which is the dot unpopular dot opinion dot podcast. Please go look at it as I will put out new features. I will put out new content. Please follow, and I will give me your opinion so I know if I'm wrong, which I'm not. This is my how I feel, and then I'm ultimately right on this. So just give me your opinion. I want I want to laugh my ass off to see what you guys think. So, round one is what we're gonna do. The production. And what I mean by production is you know not just the beats that were that were laid down on the track or you know like the like not like not generally specifically like that but the overall the overall quality that you would hear from it. So I would say, coming from Donda first, Donda had the better production and it felt like more epic on the grand scale. Each track just felt like it was being played and like it should be played in the Coliseum. Feels one of a kind, rare, and unique. Specifically, Jail off the grid are different sounds that shouldn't work for any other rapper like Kanye, but he does it. And that Lauryn Hill sample on the track, Believe What I Say, is a rap and R&B match made in heaven. Um, it's coming from. It was, it was a dream come true to finally hear Kanye get that Lauren Hill sample that he was longing for after all these years. So let me just play a little snippet from one of the production beats on Donda, and you would get what I'm saying. How this shouldn't be on a rap album, but it is. Here we go. 
Yeah, so I mean, I I just feel like it's godly if you can listen to it like with Dre Beats or with a speaker, um, Bose, whatever, Skull Candy, whatever that has that good high-end music quality that spits into your ear. That's that's what it's primarily for. You, if you want to be riding down with your speakers, um, windows down, top down, riding through your street with it and just bumping the hell out of it, that this album will be perfect for it. I mean... It is generally what I would like to be listening to if I went to a con. I would rather go to a Donda concert event than Certified Lover Boy, because how epic and grand each production beat sounds and how it just spits out and it it grabs you just by the first two drums of it. And I feel like Certified Lover Boy is typical. And although there are some high end production, as in You Only Live Twice. Which is my favorite track, by the way. It generally has that, um, well, You Only Live Twice that features Rick Ross and Lil Wayne. I felt like I was living in 2009 again. And this is peak Rick Ross, peak, um, I wouldn't say peak Drake, but up and coming Drake and towards the end of peak Lil Wayne. So you get that nice little 2009, 2010 feel with these three titans of late 2000s rap. Just comes in, starts spitting into it and... Man, like that should have been the third track of the um, Certified Lover Boy because th- that went all in. That's what that album should have been high end production. Yeah, Certified Lover Boy, maybe it's not what it should have. That's not the direction it was going for. It was always going to be uh, sentimental Drake, you know, I love you, ba- babe Drake. I'm going to send I love you this text, but you may not really feel that same way, Drake type of uh, music. But You Only Live Twice, that was. I mean, no friends in the industry is kind of hanging on to me, so I'll probably, that opinion may or may not change. But You Only Live Twice, man. That was so awesome. I've been having that on repeat and repeat and repeat because that's just a grand track that deserves more attention. And it is my favorite track, and it generally has, but it generally has that typical Drake sound. And it must not be a bad thing if he has more number ones in chart history than the Beatles. But it is a bit frustrating and redundant. To having to hear the same 808s and sniper sounds and shout outs to E4, no, not E40, uh, 40 and the same production beats by Boy Wanda. To be honest, there isn't much there as far as the production and beats that is offered. And Donda, just in my opinion, is just godly. As often as Kanye albums go, it's always primarily the production that's focused on first with Donda. And just from the first track, like I said, from the first track, Jail, it hooks you on. It just gets you into that. Well, once the guitar riffs start hitting and the high pitch, um, I guess it was kind of a bit of an auto-tune there. It hooks you on, and that's the production that offers. And then, what was it? Champagne Poetry, the first track. It, it hooks you on because it has that nice feel, sentimental feel, um, essence sound to it that Drake would usually offer. But as far as production goes, it will always be Donda. And that this was always going to be a no-brainer coming from Kanye, who's more of a producer, who started his career as a producer. Now we get to the bulk of it, of what makes a rapper a rapper, second category. So production goes Donda. The lyrics, secondly. This is what's going to make or break a rapper as often as it should. They hang on to the lyrics, and they always hang on on every single word that they say, or what they may not say. And it makes or breaks them. So as far as the lyrics goes, I'll just be blunt. It's going to be hard to say who spit the better bars on here. 
because both had some very, very questionable bars. Andanda, yay, is talking about the same old corporate nonsense he likes to throw out there while being the crazy narcissist that he is. Um, although he does throw some intellectual thought into it as some homages to his late mother, who the album is named after, which was, you know, pretty nice, a pretty nice uh, homage and tribute to her. So uh, it's, it was obviously going to be a little tamed down. The whole album, by the way, is clean. There's no explicit verse. I mean, there is somewhere because if you listen to it closely, he would say a cuss word, but he would blank it out. So there's no cuss words. And I thought that was pretty cool because I, I didn't understand that at first. I thought, why would he uh, give out a clean version of the album? Because ultimately, rap, I, I, uh, which was a quick side story. When I was younger, I used to want the clean versions of rap songs because I didn't like it because I thought it was too vulgar, too dirty. But now I'm just saying... Um, Fuck this, fuck that, you know, um, stuff like that, you know. Um, shit. Um, so, yeah. But like I was saying, there's no dirty version, explicit version yet, because in his words, he wanted the album to be played in heaven so his mom could listen to it every day. Which is kind of crazy when he has people on there that shouldn't, his mom shouldn't be listening to, and I'll get to that later. Mm, excuse me, I just burped right now. But some songs were unnecessary, and as far as the line, sometimes they weren't executed, and it did show me maybe Kanye isn't the best lyricist he used to be. But let's just hear this bar right here, and you will understand why I'm kind of hesitant to proclaim him as the best rapper top 10 now, as far as Donda being like, oh, you know, the album that I like, that I see it to be. But here's, here's this, here, let me just show you this. It's the best collab since Taco Bell and KFC. Uh, talk to me nicely, don't come at me loud. You had a Benz of sixteen, I could barely afford an Audi. Ah, uh, like I don't know what I don't know what it is about that bar. Like I just, I had to pause it right after that because I was listening to it. You know, I was just chilling out. Uh, I I like to listen to it in a dark room, just visualize it in my head. So I was listening to it, and that bar came up, and I had to take out my earphones. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I had to sit down. I had to think about what he just said. And I was like, all right. I put my headphones on and I continue with the story. So the fact that I had to take out my headphones and think about what this man just said. Uh, kind of kind of, says a lot, to be honest. And frankly, he doesn't really rap all the way. It's concerned sounding all around with chorus and singing. You would be surprised how the minimal rapping that he, he offers on the album it's more, like I said, singing and the chorus hitting with choirs. And it's it's understandable. Like I said, it's a homage to his mother. But as far as the rapping details, and um, very minimal of it. Drake, on the other hand, I would say he's generally on the same boat. He Drake's not, Drake's not really a rapper rapper. I'll be honest, he's really not. So people that call him top five rapper or the best rapper, I would say go smack yourself. Because he's really not. He's really not a top five rapper. Top five rap artist? Maybe? I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to categorize him in that. Because I genuinely do believe Drake's top five in the rap game. But just not a top five rapper. It's kind of hard to decipher. It's stuck between in those uh, white lines. Because like I said, nothing was the same as my favorite rap rapping. Uh, one of my favorite rap albums. And he does, like, he does a lot of good rapping on that one. He does a lot of good lyrics on it. 
and certified lover boy it's sailing on the same boat he does he's concerned more with singing and um his vocal to vocal tones than actual wordplay and lyricists but the more i was listening to it the more i was like damn he's actually jake's actually spitting on this shit uh i think it was well champagne poetry just off the bat he was off he was a spitting fire and i was like i was actually surprised because he doesn't you he does start albums like that like going in starting off with a mellow beat and just going in with letting his words talk so that one i was kind of expecting that and that was pretty good uh, Poppy's Home was pretty good too You Only Live Twice like I said One of the best tracks on the album I Miss You Too uh, Fair Trade by Travis Scott No Friends in the Industry All good rapping Honestly this may be one of the best rapping Drake's has offered in a while And that may not be saying much Because his last four albums are Scorpion and Dark Lane demo tapes And the, before that it was uh, I believe it was If you're reading this it's too late Or was it Views Anyways, for the, he actually does more rapping on this album than I was actually anticipating for him for. And it's not that it's bad either, but it's well, I would I'm I would be retort if I don't mention that one very questionable line on this track Girls Want Girls. Um You know what? Just just roll it. Just roll it. And at your dress cause it's see through. Yeah, talking out of shit that you done been through. Yeah, say that you a lesbian girl, me too. Uh uh, I mean, I knew that was going to be a big deal when I listened to it. I actually had to, again, I was in my dark room. I was just sitting down. I was visualizing it in my head. And when he said that about him being a lesbian too, I had to take off my headphones. I had to lean forward. I had to think about what this grown-ass man just said. And I literally said, what the fuck? And after that, I grabbed myself some good chocolate milk with some Skittles. My my stomach, my stomach was hurting that night, best belief. Got back on my uh, desk, put my headphones on, and visualized again. But honestly, that's probably the only bad line of the whole album because it was actually pretty decent. I I hate not. I'm not gonna say I hate it. Um, I have to admit the rapping and the lyricism, the lyricism was a, uh, it was pretty on par. So for that, I would give Drake the benefit of the doubt. And you know what? The lyrics go go to him. No doubt. The features next. And the features are all-star caliber coming on both ends. Both ends firing on both cylinders. Drake and Kanye give out their best. Whoever They basically assembled the Avengers, the A-team of the rap scene. And there was just so many good features that were, that was handed for. First of all, a certified lover boy has. <clears throat> let me go through this. Lil Baby, Lil Durk, Giveon, Jay Z, Travis Scott, Future, Young Thug, Future again, Twenty One Savage, Project Pat, Tams, Ty Dolla Sign, Lil Wayne, and Rick Ross, Kid Cudi. Any rapper would be jealous of that feature list, and he has it on his album. So that was definitely, definitely a good, a good roster, and. Some features didn't hit like some others because like I'm still trying to get into that Travis Scott song, Fair Trade, that he has. And I thought Travis was just gonna was just gonna murk him on it. And you know what? Surprisingly, um it actually it was actually alright. Uh Drake did more most of the botting. And it was actually pretty uh, it was pretty decent, I guess. I mean it wasn't the best. The features were okay. Um some of the features could have been better. 
I thought they were going to steal the show, but it's actually Drake that stole the show. And it's actually, that's not a bad thing. It's just that when you get features, you get that supporting cast behind you. And they don't generally pick up as much as you do. The only ones were good. Like I said, you only live twice. The best song in the album. I don't have to stress that. And Kanye does assemble a whole A-list team of himself. So let me just let me just give a quick uh, run through. He has Chris Brown, Pop Smoke. Uh, what was it? Ty Dolla Sign, Kid Cudi, Jay Electronica, Jay Z as well. That had to be awkward. Lil Durk, Lil Yachty, The Larks, Don Tolliver, Travis Scott, The Weeknd, and Lil Baby again. Playboy, Car- Playboy, Playboy Cardi, Young Thug, and Fivio Foreign and Roddy Rich. Again, another A list, and I felt like the features outdid Kanye because, like I said, Kanye wasn't really rapping, so he let the features take a hold of himself right there. He they basically carried him. And he's basically, let me just say this, let me just say this. Drake on Certified Loverboy is, is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Kanye West on Donda is LeBron James. Both are very good, very talented art uh, individuals. Kanye West needs that supporting cast to lift him up and make sure he gets the championship. Drake, he can do this shit by himself, and he can still win a platinum pl- plaque and be number one on the boards. So that was that was pretty shout out. That was pretty legit. Um, I I don't want to give Drake. I don't want to give Ye the benefit of doubt here because he has the baby on the album Jail Part Two, which is not, not honestly not a bad feature. I liked it. I did not mind the baby on that shit. Like I said on my second episode, I don't care. But, man, obviously I care because, like I said, it was dumb for saying it. All that homophobic stuff. But bygones be bygones. You just got to move forward. And his feature was actually pretty good. The one very, very um scary part was, yes, I said scary, was having Marilyn Manson on it. That was kind of that was kind of weird. I'll, um, I'm still trying to figure out what song he was on because I'm trying to look this up and I just... Yeah, I mean, uh, Marilyn Manson. That's uh, that's kind of weird. I, I don't know. I'm 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 gonna move forward for that. I don't I don't want to talk about that. I don't ever want to talk about that again. But yeah, but as far as the features go, Donda gets the edge because yeah, Drake did body it on his own. He didn't need the features help. But then again, you know, it's it's always nice to have a good supporting cast around you. And you know what? I want to hear the best of the best. Uh, so Donya gets that one. The sales. This is the big one that everyone's making a big deal about. And I'll give I'll just give my opinion. And like in late August, much ado was being made about the potential charts battle brewing between Ye and Drake. Who have for years maintained a relatively benign on again, off again beef, but never really du- duked it out on the charts. But Donya but ah shit. Okay, I'm back. But Donda, Kanye's latest album, dropped five days before Certified Loverboy, Drake's six, meaning it had no problem whatsoever taking the number one spot on the Rolling Stone Top 200 charts. But if they had gone to head-to-head, it wouldn't have been close. In just three days, Certified Loverboy has already outstreamed Donda, according to Alpha Data, the analytics provider that powers the Rolling Stone charts. 
from Friday through Sunday alone. Certified Lover Boy saw over 430 million on-demand audio streams in the U.S. By comparison, Donda pulled in just under 423 million in its first eight days on streaming. Donda was, by all accounts, a commercial smash, despite having just five days worth of activity in its first tracking week alone. It broke the record, however, for the biggest Rolling Stones 200 debut of 2021 so far, beating out the best albums like uh, uh, Tyler, The Creator's Call Me If You Get Lost, and J. Cole's The Offseason. Yeah. All of the album songs, 27 songs, landed on the top 100, marking the most simultaneous entries in the charts history, but no one comes close to Drake on the charts. He holds the record for the most weeks atop the artist 500 chart and is repeatedly the biggest artist of the year every time he drops something new, a new project. Kanye, meanwhile, tops Artist 500 for the second time this week. For Drake, the only real competition is with himself. Certified Loverboy has the potential to break the record for the biggest streaming debut in Alpha Data history and Apple Music, Spotify, st uh, streaming services like that. After just three days, it already ranked second behind Scorpion. Scorpion just pulled in 725, and that, shit, and that album was a piece of shit. So, he's they're already making big numbers. It's a it's honestly a Duke by Duke because Kanye had no jaw. Drake had beat Kanye by a bunch in the first week, but then Kanye just reclaims the top spot in the second week. So they're going Duke by Duke because obviously you get that initial hype, you want to follow it, but then Kanye just rolls back into it. So as far as that goes, it is definitely a good battle to keep enjoying as it's still going on, progressing right now, and this is very big. This is very big. So, that was about, well, let me see, um, that was four categories on its own, and it's honestly a head-by-head head, head head, uh, challenge. If I had to get my personal opinion, you really can't compare the two albums, because those are two different concepts, two different ideas and worlds you have to dive into. Let me tell you this, that's like comparing... That is like comparing Avengers Endgame to The Godfather. I'm not saying one of them's The Godfather. I'm not saying one of them's Avengers Endgame. But if you had to, if someone had to tell you what's the best movie of all time, Avengers Endgame or The Godfather, you're gonna be like, that doesn't even make sense. Those are not even the same ballpark. Not even the same league. Not even the same fucking sport. So as far as to compare them and say, oh, Don just trash, I would say that's pretty ignorant if you say that because you you have to really listen to it and absorb the music that's being handed to you. So that's kind of ignorant. And if you want to say Certified Loverboy is trash, which honestly, it's not the best album, but it's still a, worth, a worthy listen. But if I had to give my honest opinion of who who has the better project, It's Donda, hands down. And I'm I'm not a big Kanye West fan. I don't I'm not gonna be one of those people that be like, oh Kanye's the greatest rapper of all time, or Donda's the best rap album of all time, yada yada yada. No. I, I listen to both and I feel like Donda's the better because it has better production values, better lyrics. As just I wouldn't say it has better everything. Certified Loverboy beats out in it in some rounds, in some categories. But it does have that A factor level and it probably won't be remembered for a while. I feel like none of the albums will. But 
Yeah, I mean, Donda's the better album. I didn't bring commercial appeal into this debate because Drake's always going to have that commercial appeal. He's always going to have 10 songs that are always on the radio that you're going to know every single word to because it's being played all the time. So obviously, Certified Lover Boy gets that commercial appeal, best singles, as far as the radio hits go, appealing. It's more mainstream. But to me, Donda is the better project, and there is no other way around it. If you have any other feelings about it, please let me know. Like I said, follow me on my Instagram account, the.unpopular.opinion.podcast. Please let me know. I'll put in the survey uh, 24 hours after I drop this podcast, after the show. And this has been a great week as far as music goes. And I will keep on listening to both albums because it's not about who wins or who loses. It's about listening to the best type of quality of product that is being put out there. And as for that, I'm going to be playing way too sexy for the rest of the night because I feel good about myself. So thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. And I will see you next week.